Okay, here we go. Wow, I'll tell you. I look forward to filming these podcasts, John, I gotta tell you. Yep. You know, it's the highlight of my day. I learned something new, the way you explain stuff, and I'm always venting a little bit, right? Don't you feel like we vent sometimes, too, on the podcast? Yeah, I think right? I think that that's what a podcast is for. Right. I mean, we have the wheel, we have Bones here, we always have some fun with Bones. Right. I mean, I can't wait for that new segment to start, Ask Bones. Because a lot of <laughs> we're gonna ask them questions because ask bones. Ask bones because a lot of people are asking questions about bones and yeah. they want answers from bones. How can we hear from bones? Speak more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once that we get that rolling and and we can negotiate his bonus for being part of the a little more part of the podcast, right. then we could do that. But I mean, I really look forward to these uh, these uh, videos. That's for sure. These podcasts. All right. Yep. All right. So let's do a countdown. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to the next episode of The Jersey Alchemist. And I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. And I'm Philip D'Angelo. Yay. All right, we got to do this. Uh, uh, we haven't done that in a while. Applause, applause for everybody. Yeah, we need a little, you know. Yeah, a little levity, right? a little cheering us That's up. I mean, you button know. got stuck. That <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got hit a couple times. Right. It might be time for a new button. You know, it put, might be. Put that yeah. on our list of uh, things that we need. You know? I should bring back a bullshit button. I gave yeah, that away. Right? I gave Remember? that away. Yes, yeah. you did. That was worth yeah. it. So how you doing, pal? I'm good. You're, yeah. lo- you're looking good. You're feeling good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. You know, I just, uh, I'm in that uh, forever battle of, of well... Wellness? Well, the battle for wellness. The battle for wellness. Right. You could could also call it the battle of the bulge. Ouch. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I just uh, hide in my gut with the microphone there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We need a higher table, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) We can have a table. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be the heads only. Heads only podcast. That's right. Heads only. It's not bad. You know, that's not, that's a look. But yep. listen, when you talk about wellness and health, John, I mean, it's a mindset. You know, I went out to dinner uh, not too long ago with about eight guys, all work-related, and you sit next to people, and they're on uh, cholesterol drug medication, they're on blood pressure medication, they're on insulin. I mean, there's some, there's some beat-up guys. Yeah. But yet, they take these pills, and yet they... They eat whatever they want. They're taking pills so they can eat sausage, peppers, and onions. I don't get it. I mean, I'd rather not be on medication. I, I, I am off medication and uh, only because I try and take care of myself. Well, that's like that commercial for a popular antacid that I won't mention because, God forbid, I give them any free advertising. Oh, yeah. But it's two guys at a, at a picnic table in a park and there's a barbecue uh, you know, I think there's a white guy and his buddy from work is a black guy, mm-hmm. and the white guy, you know, they've got chili dogs in front of them. You know, hot I do, sauce. I do love a chili up, dog. Chopped up raw onions yeah. and cheese and all of that shit. And the white guy goes, oh, oh, and the black guy goes, hey, hey, bud, you know, why don't you, hey, Tom, why don't you take one of my so-and-sos? And the other guy goes, oh, really? Yeah, you think, yeah, you think it'll help? And then... It, you know, he he's reaches for it, then it's cut to the next scene where the guy's gone, ah, and, and that little uh, inter intermediate segment, 
was a little graphic about the stomach and the fire in the stomach and you put this tablet in there and the steam and it goes away and now it cut back to the picnic and the, and the guy says oh yeah mm, oh everything's good now and he has his third chili dog yeah. that's exactly what you're talking about that's exactly and i don't understand the mindset because who wants to be on medication you know you know, there's a saying, I don't know if I used it before on podcasts, you know, I'm not a big fan of police, especially when you get in trouble, so I stop committing crimes. And I'm not a big fan of doctors. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of doctors. Right. So I started no taking care. No offense taken. No offense. So I started taking care of myself. I mean, these, right. are, pe- these are two groups of people that are going to tell you, once you're in their world, they're going to tell you what to do, where to go, when to do it, and how to do it. And I'm not big. That's always been my problem. I don't listen well. You know, I don't take orders well. I mean, I'll take them if I have to from a higher up, a boss at work or a high-end customer. But in my personal life, that's probably why I'm divorced. I mean, I don't... You don't take orders well. I don't take orders well. There you go. Yeah, there you go, bro. (laughs) I don't take orders well. So, to my detriment. But I used every negative, and we try and turn it into a positive. So that being said, I don't like to deal with those two groups of people when I'm not in control. Let me do what I have to do. And taking care of yourself is a number one priority. John, especially at our age. I mean, we're not, you know, think of what we threw at our bodies in our 20s, 30s, and 40s. Right. Right? So now it's time to pay the toll because nothing is for free in this world. So if you're eating a lot and you're, you're not drinking a lot or you're smoking a lot, even if you're working a lot and you're not getting a lot of sleep, I mean, at our age, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt, and it's going to hurt right, bad. Right, and, and you know, I, I, I want to say that the, you know, during the agricultural era, if you got appendicitis, there's a good chance you were, you were going to check out, you were going to die. Mm. Agricultural era, that means hand in dirt, plowshares, donkeys, ox, horses, you know, a well, or a river a mile away from the house with a bar carrying, you know, the buckets, all of that stuff that you see in the third world. That, that's all the stuff that happened in, in North America, you know, forever and ever, amen, prior to 1871. Now, it still happens here and there and everywhere, but 1871 was that date kind of uh, marked as the cusp between the agricultural era and the industrial age or the industrial era. And with the advent and the growth of the industrial era, in come the robber barons. And the robber barons were the landowners and then the railroad owners and then the the business tycoons. Mm -hmm. And then slowly but surely, they ate away at all of the mom and pop industries. Local bakeries in town. Uh, You know, when I first moved into the town I live in 21 years ago, there was a bakery. It wasn't very good. And it was gone not long after we moved in. But there weren't any real good bakeries like there were down in Newark or Bloomfield or some of the great bakeries, like I think Marker's Bakery in Montclair. You know... They were really, really good, formidable bakeries that were beloved for decades and decades and decades. They were the real thing. Um, 
but the reason why I'm talking about we talking about big pharma or you know we're talking about healthcare, healthcare, I mean, you know, well, life, healthcare, lifestyle big change. pharma, the whole thing. It's all tied together with the with the the food processing industry. So, with the advent and the growth, the ingrowth, like a cancer of the industrial era, foods were being manufactured that are not good for us, right? They're not from Mrs. Paul's frozen dinners to fast food chains, they all grew and grew from the 60s until the present moment, and they were specifically designed to make us unhealthy. Never mind how how easily, uh, how accessible they were. How about like, you know, one of the business models of the Coca-Cola company was to have a Coke machine in sight wherever you went. Mm, uh, wherever you went in the high schools, at doctor's offices, and office buildings, you know, at the police station. There were Coke machines everywhere. Absolutely. And what was it serving up? Sugar and water and all that crap. And if you thought that was no good for you and you went for the Diet Coke, you were really poisoning oh. your own ass with that. So all of a sudden, we're, we're wondering why we're stressed out over debt, the debt slavery thing, and then we reach for the convenient, easily accessible food and drink, purposely manufacture it so it poisons your fucking ass. And then we turn to a doctor who is no longer a free thinker, who's co-opted by the fucking Rockefellers from 120 years ago, and all they do is write a prescription for a drug coming from Big Pharma, which says, here, take this drug. Take it every single day. Make Big Pharma more and more and more wealthy, and you can still be the pig consuming poisonous foods and drink at your own behest. There's no such thing as real preventive medicine. There's no such thing as being sensible. No. It's it's just let your let your dog God, here it is again. The wide gate versus the narrow gate. Very the well wide said. gate. The wide gate is is falling prey to. There's an old expression when it comes to your 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 health and food and drink. Whatever is advertised on TV, don't eat it and don't drink it. Wow. Yeah. And if it's a drug, don't take it unless it's the end of the road for you. And if it's really the end of the road and that's the only which way you can turn. Fine, but when I was a kid, television was starting to be completely destroyed because every commercial break, it was a Winston commercial or, or a Parliament cigarette commercials. Cigarette, cigarette, cigarette. By the time the evening was over, you saw 150 fucking cigarette commercials. And then it got so bad that they, they actually banned the commercials from television, and then the magazines where every other page was a cigarette commercial. Today, today it's Big Pharma. It's Big Pharma. It's, it's showing some guy that's in his late 40s, early 50s what's up with his wife or his girlfriend that still hasn't gained a fucking extra pound since high school, and they're walking through the park, and she looks at him, and he looks at her, and the sun is behind them, and the rays of the sun encompass them, and the and the voiceover says, 
when you know the time is right, mm. right? And it's all about erectile dysfunction because there's a drug for that. Well, well, you know something? With all of the other diseases out there, and most of them are, are produced and potentiated by Big Pharma themselves, then you listen to the little speed demon going, may cause brain hemorrhage, anal seepage, you know, uh, bladder stones that shoot out your penis. You may vomit three or four times during your sleep. You may choke on it. And it's all done with a speed speaker. If you listen, may cause sudden cardiac death, may cause pulmonary failure. But ask your doctor if this horse shit is right for you. Mm. And the doctor will prescribe that shit for you, and they've never read the fucking package inserts. They, they don't because they wouldn't prescribe it for their kids. They wouldn't do that. I almost said they wouldn't prescribe it for their wives or their husbands, but to, truth be told, yes, yeah. they would. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, they would. I mean, John, all right, we could we could uh, rank on Big Pharma all we want. We and, could. And, and the way they mislead the public and all these medications. They just want a medicated zombie society. But isn't it really the weakness of human beings to not take care of themselves? I mean, the United States of America, we did the podcast about obesity. I mean, we're spoiled. We want fast food. We want prepared food. We want to be satisfied. We want our palates to, uh, to enjoy every savory taste there is out there. I mean, you can get that with healthy foods. But, I mean, why don't we just eat healthier? Nobody can make that lifestyle change, you know? So instead, society in the United States of America, we rely on the medications. We're actually working for Big Pharma, and we don't even know Of course it. we are. We're, we're all debt slaves, and we don't really, we don't necessarily realize that. The people that are truly awake, not woke, people that are truly awake uh, are getting it. They get it that, that everything that we do is on behalf of turning over, you know, look, let's talk about conversions right? There are entities on this planet, we'll call them plants, right? And plants through photosynthesis, these are the green plants that contain chlorophyll, through photosynthesis, they convert raw sunlight to energy that comes in the form that will sustain and nourish our bodies. The animals like cows can eat grass and they can break down the cellulose products that are in grasses and plants that we can't. So they can extract different, different items out of that plant material than we can. But it's all a conversion. The negative entities on this planet use us as the converters and our, our life force, our energy is being converted through our hard work and our intent and our anxiety and our stress, it's being converted to a form of energy that they steal. They're like a bunch of fucking vampire bats. Some of them outright drink blood. We're going to find out about that sooner than, sooner than later. And, the, and most of the people are not going to believe it, but it's true. Uh, vampires exist. But then by and large, there are energy vampires out there that take our God-given energy and they suck the life out of us. They just do. 
And I say that the healthcare profession sucks the life out of people. The banking industry overtly sucks the life out of people. One of my former mentors, Dr. Bruce Lipton, has a huge presence on social media. He's a, a, a writer of multiple books and he's lots of video productions. He's terrific. He was terrific as a, uh, as a neurobiology professor in medical school. He was a great guy. He was bef way before his time. And if you look up Bruce Lipton and the biology of belief, um, our belief and our strength and our consciousness has been stolen and rerouted by the dark entities on this planet. And, be, and it's all a lie. We just don't know it. So we get up and we go to bed at night with anxiety. We only have one thought in our head, generally, unless some horrible other happenstance is invading our, our consciousness. And the next morning we get up and it's a rush to get to work on time to deal with some boss that so many times your bosses are douchebags. Ask me if I have any experience with bosses in my career that were douchebags. No. They were fucking douchebags. Mm. No names named. No. And I'm happy to say so. So we go all the way down that line. And, and the anxiety that's produced in us and the stress that causes elevated cortisol levels, that causes weight gain, and it makes us so busy and so exhausted and so harried that who the fuck is going to make homemade raviolis like grandma or mom? Who's going to do that? The answer is nobody. So what do you do? You grab for the shit that's been produced and the uh, the ingredients are GMO this and GMO that. And then there's a whole nother wave of thought that says a lot of the, the items that we eat that are manufactured, the components that are ultimately put together so that um, you can eat a burger or a hot dog or, a, or this or that, they're devoid of true nutrition. They're devoid of certain amino acids. They're devoid of certain um, compounds that we need that are essential to a healthy body and a healthy physiology. We, in the United States, are the overweight, malnourished um, society on the planet. No doubt. Overweight, malnourished. That's what we are. That's, that's where this whole thing is going to. And how, how does this happen? One of the thoughts you said is, well, isn't it because people are just, you know, want to default to whatever's convenient? You know, you know what? I, I really believe this. We are so pushed and we are so enslaved that at the end of, at the, end of the day or at the end of the work week, you're so frazzled, you're so harried. What do you do? You go for the fucking feel good. You go for the, the quick hit dinner, you go for a couple of beers or a martini or a bottle of wine, and it all adds up to you're poisoning yourself. And then when you want to, when you do want to drink some water, you can't drink tap water anymore. That's all we did as kids. Oh, it's all we did. I would come in from, from out of playing the hose. outside, out of the hose. Sometimes I would run in after playing a whole day of football outside, I'd run in flip up the faucet and stick my face under the faucet and gobble the water until I was full, then I'd go back out and play more. But you know something?
There are so many things in the in the tap water today. And up, what does that do? It pushes the herd. It pushes the chattel, the sheep, the goats. It pushes us toward, oh, well, we would never drink tap water. And all it takes is a couple of mainstream media exposés to say the tap water in so-and-so is killing people. It's causing brain, brain tumors. Or look at the tap water in Flint, Michigan, those poor people. So all it does is reinforce in the minds of the people, never drink tap water. Don't even put it in your fucking coffee maker. So what do we do? We stock up on bottled water. Meanwhile, Lake Mead, somewhere between Nevada and, and the Pacific Ocean, is running dry. It went dry about seven or eight years ago during a drought, but the scumbags at the Nestle Corporation were still draining the groundwater to purify it to sell it back to people, and they said it's their right to do so because they paid for the rights, and you, as a citizen, have no right or privilege to fresh drinking water. Therefore, fuck you, you must drink our water. If it sounds like I'm on a nasty, annoyed rant, of course I am. What am I supposed to play violins and say, oh, Nestle's such a wonderful company? No, they're not. And by the way, if you think, well, you'll never buy Nestle water, if you go and buy Poland Spring, it's owned by Nestle since the 80s. If you go and buy Deer Park, it's owned by Nestle. It's called a monopoly. And the, and the, the big tech, big companies, the big pharma, the big agriculture, the big food producers, the big water companies, the big healthcare companies monopolize everything. And then how are we left to do anything other than grab what's convenient? How? How? Uh, John, I think it comes down to one word for society, and uh, especially the United States, and that is weak. Oh, I thought you were going to say it begins with an F, ends with an E-D. We're fucked. <laughs> oh, well, we are fucked. If you're weak, you're fucked, that's for sure, because then you're just going, with, like you said, with the herd. I mean, all this stuff, like you know, like you said, all right, we're all stressed, we don't have time, we're all running, but you know what? If you just took the time to, to buy healthier food, prepare healthier food. People don't read the labels. They don't read labels, but it does take time to eat healthy. It does cost more money to eat healthy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. The processed food is cheaper, it's right. quicker, it's all the above. Lazy, lazy, lazy. And, and you have to, something has to click. Now, at my advanced age, I had a gallbladder attack November 1st, 2018, okay, seven hours of excruciating pain. Uh, I finally went to the emergency room and the doctor basically called me a fat fuck, okay? The quote he used was, you have, right. I, I was like, doc, I'm in the gym, what are you talking about? So I was, I was heavy, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I did work out, but I punished my gallbladder for 50 something years. So at some point it just was gonna explode. So he comes in. And they do. And they do. And he comes in, he insults me, and then he says, we're taking it out. And I said, no, you're not. I said, talk to me about gallbladder, about what happens when a gallbladder yeah. had this excruciating right. pain. Right. Too much fat, too many, you know, too much fat going in your system all at once, and that clogs, and then you're in trouble. Okay, so all I have to do is eliminate fat, and I'll be fine. He goes, yeah, but you'll never do that. That'll never happen. Well, I mean, here it is. I had one more attack after that, as we know. But four years later, I still have the gallbladder, and I'm still, that's my, like, lap band. That keeps me healthy. I dropped 40-something-some-odd pounds. 
and I'm eating healthier. You your gallbladder is like a little demon in there, and it goes, hey, Phil, you're getting some weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, what's that? What's that? Yeah. But you know what, John? I decided not to be lazy. I decided not to be a sheep and just go, okay, or I'll continue to eat healthy. I know people, because gallbladders are part of the conversation with me now, that got their gallbladder out so they could just keep eating bad food. Yeah, well, that's I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm going to make a healthy choice. Yeah. I'm going to spend the time to go shopping to three or four different stores, buy the right food, prepare the right food every morning before I go to work in my lunchbox. And and that's what I, I'm at least trying. Yeah. If no, it's going to no, work, you're right. if yeah. it's going to work, it might right. not work. But I'm at least trying. Right. More people have to at least try. Right. And I'm not going to tell you something that's that's designed to uh, make you acquiesce and say, okay, all right, I'll go see a surgeon, get my gold back. But, you know, by and large, a lot of people who have had an attack or two with their gallbladder, it's usually due to the presence of gallstones, mm-hmm. right? Uh, statistically, you're gonna those not you Ouch. those people are gonna need their gallbladder taken. And, and John, I made like something. Colon. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't mind saying it, you know, but I had a problem with my colon, you know, and um, you know, there's an old expression from the psychiatry rotation in medical school, and they throw these 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 um, these sayings at you to see who knows what they really mean. One was the tongue is the enemy of the neck, mm. right? And if you understood, what does that mean? The tongue is the enemy of my neck. How could my tongue be the enemy of my neck? Well, because if you say the wrong thing to the wrong person, especially in ancient times, you got your fucking your throat cut, so your tongue is the enemy of your neck. But for me, I think with an overlying world and a life of massive stress, my mouth was the enemy of my colon. It just was. And, and it, for you, it's your gallbladder. For me, it was my colon. And, and uh, you know, I... Well, I know you've made adjustments. I didn't, I didn't have any idea that I was... That my lifestyle was destroying my colon. And, you know, and if you destroy your colon, guess what? Your colon's going to destroy you. Oh, yeah. And so I, you know, I had five attacks of diverticulitis... Each one was worse than the next, and uh, and while I was recovering from that little green thing with spikes that fly around that go up your nose, I had a had to have an extended sigmoid colectomy, and that was fun, 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 and um, yeah. But you've yeah. made changes. You well, adjusted I, your lifestyle. I, I, well, I have, I have, and um, you, you didn't you know, just you know. Am become... I perfect? No, I'm no. I'm not. You know and. Am I am I in as good a shape as I could be? No. And for me and other people experience the same thing. Other people are incessant joggers. Incessant joggers. They're out there, you know, four seasons in the snow, in the rain, in the sun, blah blah blah. They're jogging their five miles, they're twelve miles, and they got that crazed look on our fucking face and they're going and they're going and they're going. I can't do that because I wasn't born with the ankles or the knees. To do that, because I blew out my knee a long time ago, and one of my ankles I blew out, believe it or not, in high school. So I can't do that. So what do I do? I default to a gym workout and lifting weights, which I happen to love. That's as good as it's going to get for me. Could I get on an exercise bike? Yeah, I guess I could. Can I go do the old man walk and do 10,000 steps a day? Yeah, I was doing good with that too, but you know what? I, I don't know, man. I just hit... Maybe I'm lazy regarding that. Maybe I should get up 
at, at 6 o'clock every day, and no matter the weather, go on the old man walk. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. But you're working out. You adjusted your nutrition. Yeah. I won't say the D word, diet. It's nutrition. Yeah. And, and at our age, that's what you have to do. You're not being lazy. Yeah. You're not just being a sheep and saying, all right, what pills do I have to take? You're actually making an effort to try. And that's all you can do. Ask right. people. Just make the effort. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. With well, my gallbladder, listen, if, if what I was doing wasn't going to work and I had to come out, all right, so be it. But I'm at least going to go down fighting, John. Right. I'm not going to be some sheep or some, or, you know, cream puff and just like a whatever, doc, you know. Now, do what I, so, so if you just bring all of this stuff together, right, to me, to me, what's happened on this planet, and of course, this is, this is going to go back thousands of years. Just, just think about, just think about. Um, we can pause. No, no. Just think about the um, the scenes from Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments mm. with the slaves and the and the slave drivers and the slave masters and the Pharaoh and you know all those people making making you know bricks and when the bricks were kilned or whatnot, then they were building these big, big monuments and all of that stuff, right? Slaves. It's no different today. We're just a little bit better dressed and we drive around in cars, uh, but we're just slaves in a different fashion. Amen. No matter how you look at it, we are being treated like pigs on a farm. And every once in a while, one of us in the truck, you've probably seen that video where there's a pig truck driving down, driving down a country road, and this, like, you know, 400-pound pig, he knows what's up. Pigs are really smart. And he somehow or another climbs on top of the other pigs, and he jumps out of the top of the truck. Wham! He falls all the way down. It must be, like, 12 feet down to the roadway. Clearly, he gets stunned, and he gets up, and he... And he takes off because he's not having it. He's not going into the hopper. He's not going into the sausage grinder. Poor thing. God bless him. Okay. And and really, to the elites that dangle us, and we are controlled by the top by the politicians who pay off. The elites pay off the politicians to lie to us, to dangle us, to keep us on the farm and going toward the great hopper. And the hopper is that shoot shoot that takes you to the grinder and if that sounds dark it's the truth i'm sorry if it's not a warm physic fuzzy i'm sorry if you don't like what i have to say but if you just take the time to stop and look at your life and look at where the ebb and flow of your energy is going every single fucking day of your life you're working your ass off with a certain high level of stress and anxiety that's making you sick because after you're done working your balls off or your your ovaries off for the boss man or boss woman, mm -hmm. then you get sick and you fucking die. And if that sounds like a downer, it's only because that's how the present system is. We have to become aware of that. We have to fight against that. And we will overcome that shit. We will. We have to. Because if you're too fucking lazy to realize that, to own up to it, to overcome that, then you're just 
you're obligating your offspring, your lineage, your grandkids, your great-grandkids to be stuck on the same fucking farm that we're from. Wow, well said. John, please, alchemize this episode. Wow. Very the, only th- the only thing one. I can... Yeah, well, you know... Very passionate there's got, we got to bring passion to the, to the Jersey alchemist. Absolutely. Just because I think people in Jersey are people of passion. They yeah. are. Because you, you, if you're not, you, you, you better you be survive. hiding. You better be hiding in your basement if you're if you're not full of passion. You'll never survive in Jersey. Okay. Anyway, I pray and meditate all the time. Do I want to lose the fire? Do I want to lose that spicy, fiery side? The one that gets angry and slams his fist and points his finger, and the one that hurls an f bomb? Not on your life. Not on your life. It's encoded into my DNA. My father never said the F word. I never heard him say that once. Ever, 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 never. Me, I made up for lost time. So I would say, dear God, please, 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 please allow the message of the Jersey Alchemist podcast, which is to wake up people, wake up, open up your hearts and your minds to your God center. Open up your hearts and your minds to the Holy Spirit. Not the dark side, not not Baal, not Lucifer, not Satan, not Molech, or as the Kabbalah guru would say, Molech. These are all of the dark entities that are potentiating the darkness and the fear on this planet. Oh Lord, wake up, wake up your people so that we can see what's happening so that we can move consciously with our hearts on our minds ever closer to the kingdom of God. And I'll evoke Archangel Metatron. Archangel Metatron, bring humanity into the flow of God's river of love and light. Amen. Wow, John, another great episode. Thank you for uh, enlightening us with that. And people, take control of your destiny as much as possible. Don't be lazy. Get up. You know, I want everybody out there, just like that movie, Peter Finch, was that it? I'm mad, network. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Well, become mad as hell, take control of your life, and, you know, make yourself a better person for doing it. Absolutely. Thank you for watching us on the Jersey Alchemist. Like and subscribe, please, because if you subscribe and like, it helps the algorithms get us a little bit further out of the darkness into the light so that more people can see us. It's all about the message, people. Absolutely. It's all about the message. Keep us going. And we're not asking you to like and subscribe. We're telling you. <laughs> Jersey style. Till next time. Peace. All right. God bless.